What's up, everybody? We are your hosts, Gaozong. And this is my show. Welcome back to Hear Us Out. Make sure you check out our last episode featuring Larry talking about the topic of LGBTQ plus on SoundCloud and iTunes. And make sure you follow us on our social media at HearUsOutMN on Instagram and Facebook. Join us, two out of shape friends, Gaozong and Mai Shua, as we invite youth to speak their truths and break down social justice issues. We will discuss everything from race to mental wellness, politics, and singing out of key in the drive-thru lane. Hi, how can I help you? Can I get some social justice? Yeah. So listen up and hear us out. So best friend, how you been? I've been good. I think I said this last week, but I think it's because I haven't been working or going to school. My days are so messed up. <laughs> so <laughs> I've just it. been kind of like. Kinda I'm like, like so laid back. Like I, I like yeah, ha- don't have much. anything to do almost. And I'm just like, this feels really weird, you know? Yeah. Like I like I don't wake up until like I want to. And that's weird. So, yeah. How you been? Um, I'm okay. I found out that I'm not getting my braces off until the end of summer, so that's kind of a bummer. I was actually hoping, like, for my braces to get taken off, like, probably June or July. So but you I can gotta finally wait. eat a pear? Yeah. That's literally the first thing I want, like, an apple. I, I oh, want an apple. to, like, <laughs> take a bite of an apple. Yeah. Dang. So, question of the day. Are you good at saying no to others, and when was the last time you had to tell someone no, like, straight up? Um, I feel like I'm a very stern person. Like, actually, no, I, I'm like, actually, <laughs> I can be very indecisive. But like, when I know that yeah, something isn't good for me, that. when I know that something isn't good for me, I can like tell them no straight up. Like, or like if I know that, oh, this is something good. Like, I want this thing or something. I can be like, yes, I, I can be pretty like straight up with my yes or no answers, I guess. Mm. But the last time that I had to tell someone no straight up, um, can't really recall actually. Like, why don't we ask our special guest today? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Everybody, please welcome Shari. Yeah, I got it right. Yes, you got it right. Good job. Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Shari Sims. I'm a 24-year-old sexual health educator working for the Annex Teen Clinic. Okay. Um, I'm a director. I'm an actor. I'm a documentary enthusiast. I am an all-around goofball. And, I love it. I know, love it. Yeah. yeah. So what is, uh, what is your answer? Are you good at saying no's to other? And when was the last time you had to tell someone no? I would say I'm... I'm going to go with you on that, like, <laughs> definitely indecisive most of the time. But I know when it doesn't align with me, so I can say no if I don't mm. feel like it's right for me. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, some things are harder to figure out yeah, for in sure. the moment. Yeah. I think I, I remember now. I, I didn't tell someone no. I told myself no. Oh, okay. And that was no rice. I'm trying to go on a oh. no rice day. <laughs> no rice. I, I had to, like... <clears throat> Yeah, get myself away from that, you know. On them carbs. I'm well, saying yeah. no to carbs, too. And <laughs> yeah. soda. No to carbs. It's hard. It's hard, yes. It's so hard because everything has you're carbs. you're Asian and you grew up on rice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, it's hard. But and yeah. I like oatmeal, 
but <laughs> only as carbs. Yeah. I like bread. Like my breakfast. I love breakfast. Like <laughs> breakfast. If I could eat breakfast all day, I would. And breakfast is just carbs. It's yeah. tiring for me. Toast. <laughs> yeah. Toast, oatmeal. Oatmeal. Bagel. Pancakes. Waffles. But cereal. We, yeah. Carbs. You could have said eggs though. Yeah, I'm lactose. Oh. On the <laughs> so I try not to. So yeah. Um, what about you? Are you good at saying no? I'm mm. horrible at saying no. Yeah, I'm a very I, that's like real. <laughs> nice. I, oh, I like to consider myself a really nice person. Mm-hmm. So it's like I would say I would say yes even if I don't want to. I'll complain about it. But you'll still do it. Yeah, basically. <sighs> wow. Ooh, that's so, yeah. <sighs> it's so, so I have no idea when was the last time I had to tell someone straight up like no. Mm. Maybe my brother, like I, my my family, like, like if it was like a friend or like a stranger. Yeah. Are you the youngest? No, I'm the fourth child. The and fourth child. Yeah, okay. and I have two younger brothers after me. What about you? I have a lot of siblings. You're I'm the middle child. Though, I'm the middle child. Yeah. Yeah. Well, none of us what are the oldest. I think the <laughs> oldest would say no. No oh, comes sure. out easier for the oldest. Yeah. I think when you're a little younger, you'd be like, I just wanna. Yes, what do you need from me? When yeah, you know, exactly. do this. Like it's yeah. comes natural to us that way. Yeah. So why is it so hard for you to say no? I think for me it's like I'm kinda scared of how people would respond, especially if it's like my friends and it's like I don't want my friendship to be kind of ruined because I said no to them mm-hmm. uh, of like returning a favor or doing them a favor or something. And just the fact that it can possibly ruin a relationship, which is so, like, dumb in a way, but it, it happens. Uh, yeah, people value different things. Right. So it is a lot harder for me to say no to, like, everyday things like eating junk food. I will say yes, even though I should say no. But or maybe, like, a friend asking you to bo- go bowling or something. Yeah, you know, um, or giving them a ride or stuff like that. It's, e- it's easier for me to say yes and to say no. However, when it comes to the topic of the day, which is about sexual harassment and sexual assault, that is, I guess, easier for me to say no to because I am more aware of consent. And this is a very sensitive topic. So just a quick trigger warning. We will be talking about... Uh, sexual assault and sexual harassment and if you're uncomfortable with that feel free to click out or make sure that you are healthy and what would you say always take care of yourself yeah. do what you need exactly. as you feel you need it perfect so just viewer discretion for that all right so the first question i have for you sorry okay <laughs> <laughs> who can be a victim of sexual harassment I would say anybody um, can be a victim of sexual harassment. I think we'd be in a sad reality if we didn't acknowledge the power that anybody who exists in whatever gender identity they want Mm -hmm. has the power to abuse another person. So that could be through verbal, that could be physical. And I know on a lot of times in LGBTQ plus relationships, if there is any type of dating violence, those situations don't even get called mm-hmm. to the forefront. Yeah. It almost like they get like negated. Yeah. Why would a girl and a girl be fighting other friends? Or why yeah. would a guy and a guy be? So it's a lot of those kind of um, misunderstandings of power. Mm-hmm. And if you don't see that everybody has that, then you won't believe that they can actually abuse that power. Right. 
and impose it on you. Yeah. And you were talking about verbal and physical actions. Is there a difference between verbal remarks and physical actions when it comes to sexual harassment? Or do you think they're similar? I think they're very similar. I think um, depending on the type of like threshold you have as a person, mm-hmm. you're going to take those differently. Anybody who doesn't want to be touched should not be touched, yeah. period. Like, I'm really big on that, especially if it's kids or, like, because I know a lot of times if you see parents and they're yeah. like, oh, you want to, can I touch your baby? Yeah. Like t-? No. If this baby doesn't want to be touched <laughs> by you, like, appreciate and respect the boundaries right. of a person, big or small. And yeah. so mm-hmm. when you're For crossing sure. into, like, abusing someone physically, it could be something as extreme as rape, but it could be yeah. something insidious as like rubbing your back. Yeah. In the workplace yeah. or like, you know what I mean? Like something where you're like, oh, maybe it was a friendly thing or maybe it wasn't. Yeah. But it really comes down to who has the power and what's the context of that too and mm-hmm. what are your values? Because if it's outside of what you feel is safe, then they've disrespected that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to actually bounce back to the first question I asked you about who can be a victim of sexual assault, I mean, or harassment. Um, I said that because some there are people out there who believe that guys do not get harassed or whatever. Mm-hmm. That kind of leads to like uh, all that double standard stuff. What are your thoughts on it? Like, I think um, every group has an opportunity to be hypersexualized. So whether that be if you see a man on the street and you're really attracted to him and you mm-hmm. are ogling him or like not giving that person that space and you're just continuously looking at them or maybe it can even turn into the situation where you're using your sexuality as power and you're mm, trying yeah. to be manipulative in that kind of way or, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, there's a lot of ways it shows up. And when you start talking to people and you hear their experiences, it starts to get very varied. But in another example, you could talk about um, homosexual relationships. Mm -hmm. Extremely, there's definitely space for people to get sexually harassed Mm -hmm. there, you know? Maybe not so much in heteronormative relationships, you don't see it. Mm -hmm. Attacking men, more like men are the predators or aggressors in that kind of way mm-hmm. but i think everybody has the potential to do that yeah i like i watched this video recently where um they had like a group of women read uh, like a uh, sexual assault victim stories uh. and they're like oh how would you respond to this what what would you say and they're using she and her pronouns for the person yeah and when the person walked out um they were actually all males and it was like really deep because a lot of time it's actually common for men to be like sexually assaulted in some way Mm -hmm. and it's it's not thought of often so i think that's very deep and that is is true that anybody could be a victim of sexual assault or harassment right it's very common oh yeah everybody has power yeah so i uh, a little bit more towards the uh verbal um assault or remarks and stuff catcalling have Mm. you experienced catcalling what was your kind of like the worst or like just experiences with catcalling i'm smiling you all can't tell because we're in a podcast but (laughs) catcalling is it's so common Mm -hmm. i've had plenty of experiences with catcalling i think my first experiences with it would have to be within my own family i have i'm the youngest of boys and 
we were always really close with our father. So he'd like be on the street and be like, hey, baby, like screaming <laughs> at women in the car when I'm like closest to her and I'm looking at the girl like, don't do it. Don't say anything. And so those are kind of my first experiences with it where it wasn't so much directed at me, but I could see yeah. the uncomfortableness that they're like putting onto these women yeah. in these spaces. And then even like, being a fly on the wall, like being in male spaces and being the only woman and hearing how they talk about yeah. women or oh yeah, how they discuss sex or like, you know, mm -hmm. and that's a total different reality from my own. Yeah. So catcalling is, is very real and it can, it can come in a lot of different ways. It can be right yeah. in your own home. You can, that can be learned behavior. Yeah. Have you ever like had it like where it's um, online or something? Yes. You're, are you both familiar with the Bye Felipe? No. Mm -mm. So Bye Felipe was this huge, um, it's kind of like the Me Too movement that was going oh, okay. on, like a, a platform to talk about um, harassment on the internet. So like if some guy messages you and they're like, oh, you're so beautiful and you ignore this person three times and then mm -hmm. they're like, I didn't want your number, no way. Yeah. Like, come yeah. on, bro, <laughs> don't be mad. Like, yeah. you know, so that type of harassment outside yeah. of it and then it becomes sexual because there's that romantic component mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. like fueling this whole type of conversation and so yeah especially in this era it's like you're putting yourself out there to share your message or use this tool to really broadcast what you're about and you yeah. also invite a lot of other things mm -hmm. in with that yeah. so how do you filter that I guess is the real question yeah I think it's because you can't really stop other people's actions. So it's it's like either you ignore it and you receive, like, the little threats like that. Mm -hmm. Or you just, I don't know. Personally, for me, I've never experienced, like, catcalling. More so because, like, I'm, I'm gay and I'm a stud. <laughs> and, like, no, dudes don't really hit on me. Um, so I, I never really experienced But as a kid, yeah. I remember, like, the older dudes around my neighborhood like i've i've gotten like grabbed once by the arm and was mm. like you're pretty like come home with me and like Yikes. i grabbed by the <laughs> right. arms and it was just like that it, that was what was like normal like that was how they flirted and stuff right i wasn't into that i would like get scared and kind of just run home so yeah. that's my youngest like memory and like that's what i've experienced with cat calling and stuff where it kind of got physical and it made me really uncomfortable and it made me kind of really scared of like those older dudes where it's like every time i see them i kind of have like a little hate mm -hmm. for them you know mm -hmm. um what about you what for what me uh, same experience as you like i remember I, w I was probably like 12 13 i was just like walking in my neighborhood and literally one time this car was following me they kept trying to get my attention and wow. i i wasn't listening yeah. and like they followed me for like two blow two whole blocks right until somebody started walking the opposite direction and they finally turned but that was pretty scary That's in my experience scary. it was really creepy they uh i think it was I, I didn't look in the car but um there was definitely more than a voice and then th mm. they were just like hey girl like what's your number are you single are you taking it and it's like i'm yeah. so young and why are you guys <laughs> yeah, following me right. you guys are creepy like and i trust me i was fully clothed too like i was not wearing shorts or anything like that and they still followed me yeah. and stuff 
But yeah. even if you were wearing shorts, they still have no rights to exactly. follow you. And but I'm just you. saying, like, because some people might be like, oh, they probably what followed you because you were trying to, like, expose yeah. yourself or something. That's like, always no. the misconception. Yeah. Right. So how do you feel about that where it's like they blame the victim for it? Like, the first thing they ask is, well, you look like you were asking for it or, like, why were you wearing that? Yeah. You know, so, like, what what is your thoughts on that? I think you should never shame someone if they're telling you their experience of being sexually harassed or assaulted because who are you to tell me what my truth is you know in that kind of way and in the work I do I really try to be a support and guide people to whatever they want to do whether that be like do you want to press charges on this person do you want to just kind of seek a counselor that you can kind of understand what happened to you and, and gain a better perspective but on a personal note when it comes to these type of things I always tell young people like you have to know the world you live in Mm -hmm. you can't negate the fact that if you dress a certain way and i'm all for being a liberated person like dress however you want to dress but the world we live in is a rape culture and so if you have your breasts out and your legs out and your belly out Mm -hmm. and someone is looking at you and sexualizing you that is a window for somebody to feel entitled to take something from yeah. you mm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. not necessarily that you de- you deserved it or that mm-hmm. you were asking for it right it's just we're corrupt you know as a, yeah. as a society so you got to know what you what you're doing and how that translates to other people although that might not be your intention it can translate in a lot of different ways right and a lot of time, i feel like it translates to the predators as like because you look like that I am able to touch you or to say what right. I want. And so I guess more so with the touching because there are people in the street who, who like, because their shorts are a little bit too short, mm-hmm. they get their butts get grabbed. Right. Um, <laughs> they do. They get touched. Yeah. Unwarranted touching is, you're like, right. always a thing. You go in the club, you're going to get touched. Yeah. You, I work in high schools and middle schools, and the girls will tell you, they just pinch our butts. Yeah in school or they just grab us by the arm you know that was actually like a thing in my like middle school where it was Did like, they call it booty tag because that's what they called I, it when yeah. i was younger. i've had, had the a, open chest thing <laughs> yeah they have like, like on facebook they will write like monday is grab a booty day <gasps> tuesday pinch a nipple like oh stuff my like that gosh. and it would like legit during that week everybody would just go around grabbing each other and it was uh, it was like i will not lie i did contribute to that movement and I'm proud <laughs> of it <laughs> but um but, but because i i don't think i was aware of what consent was and i yeah. wasn't aware of it but then i knew that i felt uncomfortable when i was being touched and when i was being grabbed like not not being warned like somebody behind me like walking from behind the hallways could just grab my butt and i'll be like what right <laughs> and that's what they do though and they make a game of it yeah right? and then you that that in itself <laughs> that making a game of it in itself normalizes it right exactly you know what i mean like oh this is fun and if you are yeah. uncomfortable with it then you're a lame yeah like you don't want to participate exactly. like yep. now everything about me is yeah. in question because yeah you made me feel uncomfortable. Right. So I guess the the whole thing is consent. So the definition of consent that I found in Google is the permission for something to happen or the agreement to, to do something. I think consent is very important and that people should be aware of consent and make sure that they ask for consent or like feel the vibe for consent, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of time you don't get a, a verbal like, yes, I let you do this. Yeah. You know, um, 
so what is your definition of consent and how how can people like give off consent without like I guess verbally saying it I was just gonna say that I think another part to your definition is that it's enthusiastic yeah like someone who wants to be intimate with you is gonna be excited about it they're gonna be reciprocating that type of energy with you yeah and so it's not gonna be a forced thing but they have a slogan now yes equals yes yeah so no maybe none of that is yes like you have yeah. to have a affirmative enthusiastic yes like, yeah of course I want to do this like this is this feels good to me mm-hmm. or they're telling you it feels good those are other yeah. indicators that this is something they want to do if they're dead silent and kind of pushing you off and and if you didn't ask there's a lot of things we need yeah. to kind of unpack mm-hmm. before right and I think for for me a little personal but when I first like got intimate with my girlfriend I was I'm very I was very aware of consent so mm-hmm. It went to a point where I asked about everything. Like, are you okay with it? And then she kind of just was like, hello, just do it. <laughs> like, you are in the vibe. Right. Um, which is, you know, I, I, that's understandable. But I think it's better to be, like, aware and make the vibe a little awkward than to do something that is not, like, And then regret it. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I think the LGBTQ plus community has a better... Yeah communication yeah because there's certain things you don't want to be touched there's certain mm-hmm. things you do want to be touched there's there's a better means of communicating that and i think a lot of times if we're not mm-hmm. having this discussion about what i like you're not even having pleasurable yeah sexual true. experiences you know because yeah. you're not being honest about what is your boundaries or what are your or the things that make you feel good yeah. as a person and then are you familiar with the term um, quid pro quo? Yes. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? So my understanding is that someone is using their power to get something from you, right? Yes. So okay. like a favor in return. Right. Yep. And so um, another um, definition of consent when you start to really get down into the subcategories of it is coercion. So it's a manipulative way of trying to get consent from somebody mm-hmm. whether it be like well if you don't do this with me I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like you anymore or you can't come around my house anymore it's mm-hmm. holding something over somebody mm-hmm. to get them to want to do that and I think a lot of times when I'm talking to young people that's kind of how they feel especially if you're talking about losing your virginity mm-hmm. or something like that and you're like well I really like him yeah and he said if you know he wanted to have sex with me but like if I really I wasn't ready, him. right? Yeah. If you really love me, you would do this. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? What do you mean you don't trust me? Yeah. Like there's a lot of different nuanced things mm-hmm. that can be manipulative yep. and very persuasive in that way, but it's not truly consent because you're feeling pressured yeah. to do it. So if you feel pressured in any way, that's not an enthusiastic yes. Yeah. No, I like that. Um I watched Thirteen Reasons Why and people have their own opinions on the show but i think the show really puts in like everything that we're kind of talking about like the quid pro quo Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah they they included that where one of the dude did a favor for one of the rapists and when he asked for a favor back the rapist was like i didn't ask for you to do this for me right because he helped like higher power too he was like i'm not doing shit for you Mm -hmm. so good luck on your own you know and um so rape that is a very 
big and like sensitive topic yeah um but real for a lot of people yeah for sure and it's actually very common where i like the statistic is one in five people will experience sexual assault yeah so there's four of us in this room right now <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. one more person and that's the number yeah yeah and it's it's surprising because i know a lot like i don't think there's one person like removed from me that I don't know who have experienced sexual assault. Mm -hmm. Like most of the women in my family have experienced some sort of sexual assault mm -hmm. and that is their own story to tell. So I won't go into details for that, but th it's just, it's like, it's so real and it's so common, but not a lot of people talk about it. So why don't you, why aren't people talking about it? So what stigma? Yeah, there's and and I think stigma and a lot of legality stuff you don't hear many stories of victims being championed and mm -hmm. being, you know, supported and feeling like they've been heard. You hear more stories of blame. Yeah. Especially with like these um, big movements that are going on now, like with women who are getting assaulted. I guess a good example could be like Bill Cosby, yeah. right? You I know was, what I'm saying? Yeah, like that's what you're thinking about. So Bill Cosby has been, 50 years later, all of these accusations of yeah. him sexually harassing or assaulting women yeah. are coming out. And everybody's like, well, why didn't these women say anything? Like when it, then, first happened. When it happened. Yeah. But it was like, we think about it, that was like 30 plus years ago. And it was like, that was a different time where mm -hmm. if you were raped, you don't talk about it. Right. Whereas now it's like more common for people to talk about it and people to create movement like the Me Too movement to so they can voice what happens yeah. or what happened to them. And so, yeah, with that Bill Cosby, I, you know, great actor, but with what he did, it really just ruined his reputation. And I'm glad that he is... Um, he got found guilty for it. Like, yeah. And a lot of people was like, oh, but Bill Cosby, he's so cool. Like, right. You know, so, but it's like. Family man. No. Yeah. <laughs> but it's hard. And, it's, yeah. and I think for a lot of people who have experienced that, that's one of those things that like, okay, so now we also have this understanding of what women should be, which is pure mm -hmm. and virginal. And so now if I'm being sexually assaulted or I've been raped, does that mean I'm clean? Does that mean I'm pure? Mm -hmm. Does that mean I still am wifey type? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, so if you're not all of those type of things, because of what someone has done to you, how do you how do you really trust somebody? How do you mm -hmm. rebuild your own self-esteem? How do you yeah. find power in your own narrative right. to share that with people? Mm -hmm. Especially if you are in a society that stifles you know, marginalized voices, like, right. all across the board. Like, if you're not in power, if you don't have a dominant narrative, then there's no space for that. That's counter to what's really, you know, being productive. Because these women coming up saying, oh, my God, Bill Cosby did this to me. He was rich and mm -hmm. famous and powerful. Like, you were a young actress trying to get your foot in the door. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those are two different realities for people. And yeah unfortunate realities and um so rape can happen like it could be a stranger who just kind of grabs you f like in a dark alley or whatever but rape is very real in relationships mm -hmm. and i think a lot of time people in relationships don't think that it's rape because they are in a relationship right so it's like well we're in a relationship we have sex already 
even though I didn't want to at that time, mm-hmm. we're in a relationship, so I should get. I should do person. it. Yeah. Yeah. So what are, what are your thoughts on that? And I think that's a good example of like, is it easy to say no? Yeah. Well, if you're in a relationship and you don't want to have sex at that time and you still do it, then that is unhealthy. There's some there's something in your understanding where you don't feel safe enough to tell that person mm-hmm. no. And I think if you are experiencing that, you just have to be really reflective about what are you doing that for because I know a lot of times it could be issues of self-worth. Say you're a person who's like, I don't want my partner to dump me. Mm-hmm. Or I don't want them to go have sex with someone else. Then is that yeah. really love or is that lust? Right. Yeah. You know, that's and that's a good question, that self-reflective mm-hmm. part. Like, let me ask myself, like, do I really love them? Am I, or do they really love me? Or are they just attracted to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, or if I'm telling myself love is doing whatever makes you happy in spite of what makes me happy, then you're not giving yourself that love that right. you really deserve. Right. So I don't know. And I think that happens a lot for people where they want to please their partner. Mm -hmm. So they do whatever they need to do to please them or make them feel good. Right. Um, So I guess a little more about the rape. It's like, how does, I guess when rape cases are like fought through, Mm -hmm. how do you feel about white males not getting sentencing, but black males being sentenced longer i just saw this post about like brock turner he got six months out of county jail mm. and this man who was wrongly accused of rape got six years wow uh, this black man i should mention who was wrongly accused even the accuser admitted that she, it, she was lying he still got six years wow that so makes me like, sad it, that it, makes yeah. my heart heavy hearing you say that yeah um that's a reality i think um, people at different intersections get abused by the system, especially mm-hmm. a judicial system, all the time. And I think that it kind of plays a big part into why there's certain like stigmas. Like, you know, if you talk to young black males in the community, they are not, you, their parents tell them not to be with white women. Yeah. You know, and it's partially from the idea that you'll get blamed for a rape case and sent to jail mm-hmm. or like, falsely accused for something even when it could have been consensual and so I think that plays a big part into why people choose to date who they date Mm -hmm. and being really careful about those type of relationships but in a general note I don't I I can't really speak to why it is that way aside from so many other examples of systematic oppression that's placed on black and brown bodies yep. like on so many different levels yeah and sexual health is sadly one of them too because you think like all right so black males also have this stigma of being aggressive being well endowed mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah or all of these things that i feel like is like wouldn't that be like a perfect rapist like yeah. or something like yeah the ideal um blown up figure yeah. of what you would see as someone who could really impose like hurt and abuse onto yeah. you someone who's strong and right. like aggressive and which is totally like bs because just the same as anybody could be a victim mm-hmm. of sexual assault and harassment anybody can be the predator of oh, sexual yeah. assault and harassment and i know you work a lot with the teen clinic and i'm pretty sure you hear a tons of stories of yeah. sexual harassment um harassment assault um how has that changed your mentality and how has that changed you mentally and emotionally um 
Yeah. Oh, man. I'm much more conscious of the words that I use because I've had a lot of conversations with young people where they're confused about how they feel about um, the assault yeah. in general. So maybe, I won't say any names, there is a student who likes somebody. Then after school one day, he was like, come, let's go to this back hallway in the school, right? And so they went into this back hallway and they started kissing and she was okay with that. Mm -hmm. And then they started doing a little more stuff and she was okay with that. And then he wanted to have sex with her and she wasn't okay with that, right? She didn't really want to go that mm -hmm. far. Right. But because she was already in this enclosed space in an intimate situation, she felt like she had to follow through with it. Mm -hmm. And she didn't want to lose them, <laughs> this person. And so she defines it as a sexual assault, right? And that mm -hmm. she was raped and totally taken advantage of yeah. in that moment. Mm -hmm. And at the same time as when I'm asking her, do you want to talk to um, Sexual Violence Center? Do you want to talk to SVC? Do you, what do you want me to do to be an advocate for you? Yeah. She also says at the same token, like, I don't want to press charges against them. I yeah. want to be, like, I still like this person. I still want to have a relationship with them. So if I press charges on them, then they're not going to want to talk to me. Right. So I think a lot of people don't know how to label their experiences. Yeah. And they don't want to have certain words around it. So mm -hmm. I used to do bystander intervention work, which is basically the concept of people who are outside of an assault. If you see a drunk girl leaving the bar and yeah. she's really messed up and like we're all not saying anything but she's walking away with this guy yeah like as a bystander it's our responsibility to interject and yeah take that extra step like it's our civic responsibility to be there for people and so i used to do a lot of bystander intervention work like that and because of that experience and in that work i've really realized that i can't even tell you like you were raped yeah that was a sexual harassment do you know this was sexual assault yeah like, it's more comfortable to hear things like dating violence, like you were dating and something violent mm -hmm. happened to you. So labels and, and what are certain words that you want to use to really draw them into conversation yeah. can be the same thing that pushes people away right. from mm -hmm. wanting to talk about their experiences. Mm -hmm. Or I've had a lot of people where I'm like, this happened to you? You know, what can I do? Do you want to like, we can file up a, a police report right now and we can get a restraining order against this person. And then their understanding is, I just really want to um, be okay. Like, I just want to have a counselor. I don't want to go through this long, arduous, like, legal battle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to feel safe again. Right. You know what I mean? And I want to not have nightmares when I go to sleep at night. Mm -hmm. And so everybody has different things that they need. And it's just a sad experience. I wanted to say this, too, because I know we're getting towards this. But um, I think for women, you don't ever really grow out of the phase of when sexual assault mm -hmm. or harassment can happen to you. It's a big thing for men to feel like once they're 15, you know, no one's going to yeah. mess with me. I'm, I'm like right. basically in my adult body. But women don't ever really outgrow that. You can be there was two years ago, there was a case um, about elderly women right. in nursing homes that were getting sexually yeah assaulted you know what i mean there just isn't a time when you really grow out of that mm -hmm. for women in particular so yeah 
Thank you for that. Um, I guess just last thing to wrap things up. Um, what should people do to educate themselves on sexual harassment and assault? Like, what steps can they take? I think if you're not going to go read, because <laughs> I definitely say you should go read about it, or if you're not going to take the step to take um, a class, just be better about having dialogue with people. Ask about what they need, you know, be more intuitive about their reactions to you, about their body language, yeah. and be more present in that kind of way, and you might be able to pick up on the signs. But like you said, you can never ask too many questions. You'd rather, you would rather be safe yeah. than sorry. So if you aren't going to go and take the extra steps and like check out the Annex Teen Clinic if you wanted to look on our site yeah. and look at <laughs> what consent is, or if you didn't want to go to the mm-hmm. Sexual Violence Center, just be more aware of that yeah. people have different things and talk to them about that. Don't just assume that they're going to like what you're doing. Yeah, I like that. All right, and you guys can also um, check out the Minnesota Coalition Against Sexual Assault if you'd want, uh, if you want to take that extra step, and just know that you can always reach out for help. Like you're not alone, and this is a really real and serious issue that mm-hmm. happens in everyday lives to anybody. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to start a conversation with us, feel free to hit us up on our social medias and to hit up Annex Teen Clinic because, I mean, that's what they specialize in. So if you ever just want to talk about your problems or share your stories, feel free to include us into it. Um, Hear us out. Yeah. Thank you, (laughs) Shari. Yes. Okay. I keep wanting to say Sherry for some reason. Me too. It's okay. It's okay. Sorry, Shari. That's normally how they Thank you for joining us. You definitely gave us a lot of information and your viewpoints of you. This is kind of what you do. (laughs) I appreciate y'all for having me. I had a good time. Thank you. That's great. Thanks Thanks for for hearing us out. out.